Hey, this is John Jorgensen, and welcome to another episode of the Go With John show. This is our fifth episode of the show, and it'll be our last episode of 2020. And I think we're all grateful that this year is quickly coming to an end. We are all deeply humbled on the Go With John team for all the folks that are listening to the show. And we greatly appreciate all the feedback we're getting both through email and on Facebook. And we look forward to bringing you many more episodes next year. So in closing out 2020, I wanna say happy holidays to all. Let's get this year in the rearview mirror. We're looking forward to launching into 2021 and getting on with our lives. And with that, I want to bring in Michael Schnitzer, president of Stanley Martin Custom Homes. And we're going to chat a little bit about how he got to Stanley Martin, how he met Steve Alloy, who's the president of Stanley Martin Companies, and some of the lessons Michael's learned along the way. So without further ado, let's get on with our conversation with Michael Schnitzer, president Stanley Martin Custom Homes. All right, so I'm here today with Michael Schnitzer, president of Stanley Martin Custom Homes. Welcome, Michael. Hey, John. How you doing? So, Michael, I guess give us, we want to get to know you a little bit, I guess. Tell us a little bit about uh, where you went to school and how mm. did you end up at Stanley Martin Custom Homes? Well, this is interesting, John, because I want to get to know myself because <laughs> I am a... I'm a complete enigma <laughs> to myself. Right. So, uh, so went to so grew up in Baltimore. Right. Not Balmer. Right. Baltimore. Right. Uh, went to school at Maryland. Yep. Uh, played lacrosse there. Mm -hmm. Got an engineering degree there. Mm -hmm. Loved math. Right. Hated after I graduated when I started to do engineering. I said, whoa. Look at all these engineers. I went to work at Westinghouse. Right. And I'm like, I cannot live with myself walking around with a pocket protector, sitting behind a desk. So I literally hit the eject button. Right. Like I just, I knew like it was great when I was in school because I could, you know, have fun with math and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But it was terrible for me in real life. I felt like I was like caged. Mm hmm. Um, so that was, uh, that was interesting. You really don't know what you want to be until you really f are faced with the real world. Right. right? I mean, I have the, no the, idea. The, the dream is always better than the reality. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I totally, I mean, I, when I was at Westinghouse, I went back for my master's. I was getting in at math. I was like mm -hmm. two classes away. I'm like, this is not for me. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I got to get out of this. So um, I have no idea what I would have done differently. Right. Uh, it all kind of worked out at the end, but it's just interesting how you major in something and it turns out that it really doesn't work with your personality yeah. maybe or whatever. Yeah. And you don't really know who you are until you get a little older anyway. It's hard. Right. As yeah. I said, when we started this conversation, I still don't know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still confused. Yeah. <laughs> So what did you do after Westinghouse? Where did you go from there? Um, so after Westinghouse, I tried to figure out what I wanted to do. So my family has a, or had a large business in the Baltimore area. Mm -hmm. And it was my father, my uncle, who took it over from my grandfather. So uh, I started working there a little bit. It was just too, you know, it's yeah. the, it's not that it's feuding, yeah. but it's just too much family for me. Family I, politics. Yeah. Yeah. So I said to my father, you know, I always had an interest. I, I love watching houses go up and whatever. Right. I said, hey, 
would you back me if I can figure out how to start a business and get some customers, whatever? So then I was faced with the dilemma. My father said, yes. Right. But I'm like, well, how do I get business? I'm not even in the business, right? You started building houses like I started painting houses, right? Yeah, with nothing, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I had to figure out a path. Right. And I said, well, let's see who are some top architects in the area. Right. So I started looking around and cold calling and whatnot, and I found this architect who had a great name, mm-hmm. uh, had a really good following. So um, we teamed up, had my father back us, and uh, started building houses. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I understood how houses went together, right? I understand structure. It's not, right, I had an engineering degree. Right. But I don't know, you know, sequencing and scheduling and how to treat the trade partners and mm-hmm. back then it was just subcontractors and whatnot. Right. So there was certainly some growing uh not even pains, just mm-hmm. normal, just trying to understand the business. Mm-hmm. And so we got through the first two houses, and I noticed that my partner, I really should call it our part, my father and my, my, my partner, Right. it was like he wasn't returning subcontractors' calls or this or that. And, you know, we not that we had cash flow issues, but, you know, it wasn't like my father injected, you know, two million dollars into the company right Right. so there was you know working with the draws and things of that nature and he just kind of took a left turn your dad no my your partner the the partner yeah no my dad was all in he was like i'll take care of my son get him started in this and whatnot so i was like hmm this is so i had to finish up we had two other projects right uh at the time one was in uh in the towson area lutherville and one was in actually just outside of columbia and so I finished those up so that my father, you know, I want my father's money to be at risk. Right. And I said, I better figure out how to make this work and really understand the business. Mm-hmm. So um, one of my close friends that lived across the street from me uh, had moved down to the D.C. area. So I started um, and he knew some people, blah, 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 blah. So long story short, I worked for this company called The Milton Company. Mm-hmm. We're a large company back in the day, mm-hmm. in the 70s and 80s. And so I started learning the business, right? Finishing and and I and I found like there were times where, you know, I got so emotional about things, right? I would scream at the subcontractors and then I'd go into like the Santa John and I'd see like, I won't even use the words that were referred to me. I was like, wow, man, I'm I'm not making too many friends in this business. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like I'd, we'd have things to deliver and I'd have like 35 houses and I'd be like sleeping at the job site because I had so much going on. Right. And, you know, you know me personally, yeah. it's like I'm too A-type personality and I can't you know, uh, eject from this. Right. Right. So, and it uh, is, it is a maddening business. I mean, it's maddening the, the craziness that goes on. And I, and I say it all the time to people, I honestly don't know how you do it because yeah. you, it is a, it is an orchestra and a dance and, and all these things, when you're building a home, all these things have to come together in the right order at the right time and with the right quality, with the right, exactly. And it's just, you know, and when you're in the production world, they're going to throw houses at you until you almost not really collapse. Cause it's not the right word, but right. if you can handle 30 houses at a time, right? You have some in this stage of construction yeah. and others, and then you have some in the finish end. 
it's you know, they're just going to throw them at you, right? right? So I never say never. So right. they just keep throwing it at you, right? <laughs> right. So I, I would be getting up at like four o'clock in the morning so that I could punch out houses that were in the finish end. Then yeah. during the day, do the work. So it was just maddening. Right. Uh, long story short, I grew through the business, um, and uh, eventually I left. Uh, the Milton Company, mm-hmm. and was hired to be a VP of a company in Maryland right. to have a larger, uh, basically have all the organization run under me in the Maryland operation. So right. uh, that was good for me, and I had people underneath of me, mm-hmm. and I started kind of understanding more like interpersonal relationships, and mm-hmm. if you want to be treated a certain way, you better treat others that way. Right. And you know, a lot of this is just when you're young, you're just out there trying to make a name for yourself. Right, right. Uh, but I started to learn, you know, as you get older, you learn and mm-hmm. you like, you know, that is not how you get things from people being demand. I mean, sometimes yeah. you have to be. Yeah. But there's a, you know, there's a, there's a process in that. Yeah. I also think we've talked about this before you and I have offline where when you're younger, you're, you people are more likely to try to take advantage of you and step on you. And you have to really, I, I, I think you have to have your yeah. A game together and, and people have to know you're on top of things. So it is a little harder as you get older, you can rest on your reputation and your yeah. experience. Yeah. So, and you're uh, right. I mean, I think with any, uh, with any business, you're a newcomer, people mm-hmm. want to see, especially if you're managing tradespeople, well, right. how much can they Get, get away from with, you, yeah. yeah. Get away with, right? right? And that's going to eventually f- factor into schedules and quality yeah. and whatever. And I was having none of it. Yeah, yeah. But exactly. I just went around. I just went around it the wrong way in right. terms of how to how to deal with people and yeah. whatnot. Yep, yep. But live and learn, right? So, yep. um, so where'd you go from there? So then I came to Stanley Martin, mm-hmm. and uh, a close friend of mine, actually the the. Uh, uh, his name's Mark. Yep. Uh, Dubik. So uh, Mark was good friends. His cousin was good friends with this uh, this person by the name of Steve Alloy. So uh, Mark said, hey, why don't you talk to Steve, right? So Steve's dad started Stanley Martin. Mm-hmm. So uh, through Mark, uh, I met Steve. I had known Steve uh, somewhat just from, you know, uh, through Mark and things just right. way outside of work. Right. And uh, – really just started again from not really the ground up at this point, mm-hmm. but at a higher level and work through, you know, project management to mm-hmm. uh, purchasing, to mm-hmm. director of purchasing. And this is all at Stanley Martin this Companies. This is all the at Stanley side. Martin Companies, yeah. right. Then to uh, uh, VP of internal operations. So that was managing all the processes and systems and eventually up to chief operating officer, so where all right. the divisions reported and rolled up underneath of me. And then um, uh, at a point, if I just uh, kind of digress for a second, right. I decided I wanted to do something a little bit different and mm-hmm. use a little bit of my creative side. Um, I always knew I had some ability to draw and, and, and whatnot. Uh, really comes from my mother's side of the family. but. Right. Uh, so uh, back in the late two, uh, I would say late '90s, early 2000s, we started a 
custom home slash renovation business. Right. Stanley Martin Custom Homes and, and Renovations. Renovations. Yep. Right. <laughs> and so we did that for a couple years and it turned uh everything was fine. Right. What happened was the market had a hockey stick straight up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so things were just booming. Right. End of the 90s. End of the 90s. Yep. And Steve asked, hey, why don't you roll your organization? Uh, I could use your help and we could use more people within our org. And so I, we kind of, we never shut, closed the doors. We just stopped right. taking orders. Right. 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 So, uh, and that's when I went in to become chief operating officer. Right. And interestingly enough, one of the last yeah. homes you built before you did that, yeah. won the award for best home built in America. Yes. Yeah. That was uh, interesting. So that was in Silver Spring, Maryland. Right. Um, and we uh, that house, we had to pay a lot of attention to detail. Yeah. Right? It was, I would say, one of the first true arts and crafts homes built Maybe not in the nation, right? right? I'm saying in terms of current. Sure. Right, not arts and crafts way back when. Yeah. So um, interesting as you used to say that. So we had all these processes and systems, yeah. and we would have customers sh- sign shop drawings yeah. and, and all kinds of stuff. Um, we brought timbers down from Vermont. Right, right, right. We, we had an interior trim carpenter on site for about a month. Yeah. Hand building the stairs, mm-hmm. right? Uh, doing all kinds of ceiling details and running trim. Mm-hmm. And um, the house looked beautiful when it was done. And on a lark, uh, one, somebody in my organization said, hey, why don't you submit the home mm-hmm. to uh, Best in American Living? Um, so that's sponsored by Professional Builder, which right. is the largest rag, right? right. You know, trade uh magazine yep. and sponsored by the National uh, Home Builders Association. I said, okay, what the heck, right? It was a couple hundred dollars, blah, blah, blah. We sent the pictures in and I don't know, some time passed and I get this call. Hey, Mr. Schnitzer, would you be willing to come down to Atlanta? I'm like, well, I don't know. Yeah, sure. Right. But mm-hmm. why? Well, you won an award. And I was like, okay, uh, can you tell me a little bit more? So they said, well, your house was nominated and won for best custom home built in the United States. Mm-hmm. I'm like, whoa, are you kidding me? So, um, you know, so so we go down there, I accept the award, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and the, uh, the night before the award, there was this uh, reception in this uh, museum. Right. And they had easels and there's all these houses, right? And they're like palatial estates in Beverly Hills and this and that. And I'm walking, I'm like, wow, that is beautiful and blah, 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 blah. Then I see this, you know, maybe 3,500 square foot arts and crafts home. It was my home. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that it was embarrassing, but I'm looking at some of these other houses. I'm like, what is going on here? I feel like I'm not even in the right league. Uh, just, you know, because some of these are just palatial. Right. Uh, but lo and behold, uh, 12 judges from around the country visited the finalists, right? Mm-hmm. So Northeast, Southwest, blah, 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 blah. Right. And these 12 judges found the home that I built to be the, uh, have the best execution of detail and the highest quality home mm-hmm. and most appealing right. in the United States. So Amazing. great award. Uh, really, it has more to do with my team 
and having good processes to deliver a product mm -hmm. than it mm -hmm. does about one person, right? Because right. I'm not out there every day building it. I'm the one putting the systems together right. and making sure that we have all the checks and balances. Right. But you're also the one who's backing up the standards, right? The standards exactly. and the culture of the organization comes from the top. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And those same uh, metrics, mm -hmm. you know, there's obviously continuous evolution, but the same processes and, and, and methodology that I used in the early 2000s, somewhat refined to the 2020 mm -hmm. timeframe, mm -hmm. is our still is our standard operating procedure, right? It's I mean, amazing. it's, yeah. it's uh, try not to start a house without 100% complete and accurate information, right. making sure all the information that potentially can lead to a customer being upset or dissatisfied, or there's a gap between what you're telling the customer and maybe what they heard. Right. Those are the kind of the gray spots yep. that you want to try to bring forward and make sure. You know, so it could be uh, for remember the the stairs, right? Right. So I do remember it could the stairs, be yep. the 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 hand built stairs. Well, exactly. How are those stairs built? Well, what's the shop drawing? Right. right? And I, how's and I the think rail we, come together? We, we I don't think we did mention earlier though the stairs were field built right. by the trim carpenter on site. Right. So it wasn't like a factory ordered set of steps that were put in. So to make sure right. you have you alignment. You had to make sure that everything was right. There exactly. was no, you know, there was no, uh, no gray area. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, those are important details and yep. those same details, while maybe not as detailed, if right. you will, still, are prevalent in how we do business today, right? Fantastic. So, um, yeah, so just kind of, we're not flying by the seat of our pants. Of course, exactly. <laughs> well, that great, that's a great place to pause for a second. And when we come back, we'll talk about how you and I uh, kicked off uh, Stanley Martin Custom yeah. Homes part two. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, this is Jerry Berry with First Heritage Mortgage. If you're thinking about building a new home, give me a call and I'll be more than happy to explain how the construction of perm process works. To learn more about me and my team, you can find me at jerryberryloans.com. That's First Heritage Mortgage. My MNLS number is 109657. All right. Well, welcome back. And uh, so, Michael, it's good to have you here. Oh, thanks, John. So let's talk a little bit about uh, the, the the reinvention of Stanley Martin Custom Homes. So 2006, you and I met, and I talk about how we initially met in the very first episode of our podcast. So if you want to hear that story, you can go back and, and, and I'd listen, like to listen to it. Yeah, you should listen to it. <laughs> it's been so long ago. So, uh, so... You and I start, we actually met the second day, the day after we met at Long and Foster, you and I met at the California Pizza Kitchen right, in, uh, right, right. In, in Fairfax. And right. literally from that day forward, you and I were together seven days a week for about six months. 
Yeah. Seven days a week. Yeah. I yeah. mean, we didn't yeah. stop. I was fired up and motivated. You were fired up and motivated. And uh, I mean, it was a really fun, exciting time, you know? And so I guess talk a little bit about, Michael, from your from your building experience, what was going through your mind and what did you have to accomplish to get this organization back off the ground again? Right. So, um, so I don't want to go too far back where you've already covered it in the right. episode, but my thought was I needed to uh, partner with someone who had a good following, right? Because think about it, a business has referrals and whatever, right. and while we have good brand recognition, I got to start over again. Right. And it's it's... You know, it's not that it's hard. No, it is hard. But it's not easy <laughs> right. starting from scratch right. and, you know, and, and moving forward. So um, I think at, at the highest level, my thought was, how do we start getting people to talk to Stanley Martin? Right. Right. And how hard, <clears throat> we always work hard for the business. Right. But how much harder do we have to work? Because we got to start bringing in some business. Right. So I remember some of our first sales, if you remember, like I was on vacation and I wasn't unplugged. So I'm never unplugged from my, yep. from my iPhone. But I was, you know, the, my, my wife and the kids are having fun and I'm like in the room on the computer doing work and I right. really didn't even have a vacation, right? Right, right. But it's all about how do you get the business started? Right. And, and, and there was uh, nobody else there except for you and, and me. me. And yeah. we had, uh, you had uh, one assistant, Jen. And I had uh, a dog. And a dog, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. A man and a dog. Right. So uh, you're right. So on the weekends, we were meeting with customers. Yep. We were doing meet the builders. Yep. We had that sign that you put. We put on your truck. Yep. Yep. I yep. mean, we were we were just Katie bar the door. Right. Right. We, right, right. That's where we were. And eventually, we started picking up sales. Yep. And because I'm starting over from scratch, so now I'm selling. I'm doing the purchasing HR. during the day. I'm in HR. Yep. And the day I'm in the field starting construction because yep. I wanted to get enough backlog where it made sense to hire. Right. Um, and then begin hiring. So it's just like with any business, you have to put the time and you have to invest the energy right. to get the outcome you want. Right. It's it's there's no easy path. Right. Right. There's right. just no easy path. So as uh, we started growing, we started growing the company, started growing the business. Mm -hmm. um, I think in the beginning, um, you know, we, we always took the approach that we would modify our plans. Right. And so we were modifying plans, making uh, one of the mantras, even from the beginning, was we have to put a pretty face on a house. Absolutely. Because yeah. uh, if you don't, A... I'm not going to be proud of it right. as a builder. Right. B, the customer probably isn't going to be proud of it when they're standing in the street looking at their home. Right. So our our mantra was back then, let's try to go as value-oriented as possible. Mm -hmm. And I used to use the term box on a box right. with a hook right. and a pretty face, meaning right. the simpler we can 
create the design, the better the value. Right. A hook, we need a couple things inside the house right. where people are going to be like, wow, it's a beautiful kitchen or yeah. blah, 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 blah. Really cool fireplace. Uh, or, yeah, 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 yeah. And then the pretty face is part of it's for me. Right. Right. Because I don't want to put a Stanley Martin custom sign up in front of uh, a, a house that really is so an you're appealing. Not proud that, of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, and word of mouth, and we started growing, and mm -hmm. we started to do more advertising, and kind of here we are today. But you and I know it, it was 365, 24 7 yep. for couple a years. couple years. And then, as a reward and for then that, we went on the market crashed. Yeah. No, we went on vacation for five years because we were so tired now. I'm just kidding. We never stopped. Yeah, but it was it was amazing. Right when we were starting to get some really good traction and things were rolling, we had the we had the 2008 uh, financial uh, crash, right, which right. Uh, definitely which really was a, didn't it 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 overall hurt the market. Sure. But generally speaking, it helped us because with our capital. That's correct. Yeah. And just being able to get the subcontractors to a job and, and people and financial yep. security and yeah. customer not worried about a builder going under. Right. We were ever, we were able to leverage that. Yeah. And I think we probably picked up a couple sales from oh, that. Oh, we did. For sure. Absolutely. For Absolutely. Sure. People were telling us they were very comfortable building with Stanley Martin. Yeah. Because yeah, there were builders going out of town, I mean, out of business all over the place. Yeah. So, and yeah. probably out of yeah. town. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> so so let's talk a little bit about um, the, the Stanley Martin connection with Stanley Martin Custom Homes. So right. Stanley Martin Custom Homes is a wholly owned subsidiary. Of, of Stanley, Stanley Martin. Martin. So how does how does how do we benefit from the relationship with Stanley Martin? Sure. So a couple things. So one is I've been with Stanley Martin for 25 years in pretty much every seat, right? Yeah. So it helps to uh, be well. What's the world? Well healed within the company. Right. right. Uh, and, 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 and friendly with the owner I, I, and blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. So and that, I don't that, see any commentary on the bathroom walls about you anymore. No. So. <laughs> exactly. No, no, no. I, I've, I've grown from those experiences for sure. So the uh, but but at the highest level, we are a boutique builder within a large umbrella. Right. Right. So large umbrella, meaning I don't have to go to outside legal. Right. I don't have to for legal counsel, right? right. Reviewing documents and things yeah. like that. I don't have to go outside for H uh, for HR right. or for accounting yeah. or even for purchasing, right? There's yeah. a team in corporate. All they do is commodity buys for right. a large builder, and I'm betting. I'm I'm benefiting from it. Right. Our customers are betting from it. Right. So the 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 value add is we're able to bring product to market. Mm -hmm. At a um, at a price point that's lower than the competition. Now, what we do is we sprinkle some other things because it's a recipe, right? Right. It's a menu and how you build a it's house. It's a great recipe. Yeah. And uh, so one is we want to provide customers with a great experience. Right. Well, the only way to do that is have enough supervision mm -hmm. on the job mm -hmm. to make sure things are running smoothly, that we have weekly meetings, right. that we have meetings with agendas, so we have right. deliverables and things of that nature. So um, theoretically, our uh, our our cost of sales, if you will, could be less. Mm -hmm. But I realize how important um, sleep is, right, <laughs> for both myself and my yeah. customers. Yeah. And so, if you don't provide enough supervision, 
you have a recipe for failure. Right. Maybe not every job. Maybe it's one in five or whatever right. it is. But not every job is going to go smoothly. Exactly. And you need you need eyes on the ground. Yeah, and I think <clears> one <throat> of the things we do at, at Stanley Martin Custom Homes is we give every single buyer a weekly meeting, either virtually or in person, right. uh, during the whole entire- With an agenda. With an agenda, right. It's not just like, uh, what questions do you have today? Right. It's here's the agenda. And, and from the start of construction until delivery. And I don't think most folks realize how important that is. And, you know, back at the beginning of the segment, we talked a little bit about your beginnings in construction and the madness of trying to hold and keep everything together. And I think when you're a customer coming into the program and, and, and you're investing this kind of money, you want to have those weekly meetings right. with your, with your uh, contractor well, who's building John, your home. It's like whether you're building a, a widget or a car or yeah. a house, it's project management 101, right. weekly meetings with agendas. Yeah. I mean, but you they, can't they, get simpler than that. You're, you're right, but they cost money, right? So but our project, right? right. And, and But because of our relationship with Stanley Martin, we're buying materials, windows, doors, framing, lumber, HVAC systems, flooring, tile, all of the parts and the pieces. Well below market. Same quality, exactly. if not better than market, but well below market because if you're a one-year-lot builder, you're not building thousands and thousands and thousands right. of houses a year. Right. So they can't they can't touch us exactly. in terms of costs, bricks and sticks. Exactly. So <clears throat> we compete on price with the cheapest builders in town, but we're providing a lot of value add. Yeah. Uh, both I always at, like to use the word least I know you lesser do. expensive. <laughs> Cheap just has such a bad connotation. Days, I yeah. just I one can't of these get days it. it'll stick, right? Yeah. I'll, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll, so uh, the uh but so uh going back to the boutique company, right? right. So we want to provide a great experience to our buyer. Yeah. And so that's every meeting for every sales meeting, I'm involved with yep. the first meeting. That's correct. Yep. I'm doing the design work. Yep. I know the intricacies of the project. So I understand the customer's DNA. Right. And so because I'm the common denominator, if you will, throughout the whole project. Exactly. Right. Now, it doesn't mean I don't have a VP of operations and a right. VP of construction. But I know what are the customer's hotspots. I've been to the site, so right. I know the topography. I know the parameters of the site. I know the project. Yeah. Right. So the, nothing's going to get by the team because I have a firsthand knowledge. Yep. And just not to go on too much of a tangent, but um, we have something called hotspots, right? right? So houses have hundreds and thousands, hundreds of thousands of parts and pieces, right? right? right. So yep. we can't have a hotspot for every little piece. Exactly. But if a customer has bad allergies, right. that may be a hotspot with some associated things, right? Exactly. If a customer built a house and had an issue with a foundation, right. maybe it was water leakage, and it probably was old construction. Exactly. That's a hotspot to me. Right, right. Right. So I'm looking for the X number of things that I know a customer is sensitive to, or I know that as an overall project, we as a team have to be sensitive to. It could right. be a, to a topographic thing. It could be a, an, an element with a neighbor or so, right. whatever it is. Those are the hotspots that we want to lift out of all the many, many specs yep. and say, you really have to be careful on these up. Exactly. Exactly. So, so I mean, in a hotspot, they're going to be different for all It's customer-specific exactly. and land-specific. Yeah, so. my, my hotspot, I had a driveway once that had a puddle in it, 
And it annoyed me to no end. A poodle or a, a puddle? A puddle. A puddle. Okay. A puddle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, uh, that, that's, yeah, that would be a hot spot for that, me. Exactly. Right. Yeah, because you're exactly. going to be, you're hypersensitive to it and you're on the lookout yeah, and for it. And if I, Build a house and there's a puddle in my driveway. Then we got to turn it into a poodle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So so, uh, I think the bottom line is we leverage the buying power of Stanley Martin. We provide a boutique service. Boutique service. Totally boutique. Exactly. And and really the the biggest takeaway is you're involved in this from top to bottom. And, and, And I've seen it and I know the industry. I've never seen anybody... Uh, that can perform at your level. Um, I, I always say you're the smartest, hardworking person I've ever met in my life. And you say, no, Steve Alloy is. So yeah, that uh, is the smartest. Yeah. He is yeah. the smartest. I'm not in yeah. his orbit. So, uh, yeah. but, but it's pretty amazing uh, what you do, holding it all together with the team and the, and the, and the projects. It's impressive. So, um, yeah. but, well, but, if I didn't like what I did, it wouldn't be satisfying, right. right? So exactly. And going back again to what you said at the beginning of this episode, you know, you can't sleep at night if things are not going right, and you are focused on every detail from the very start. And that's why you're at every sales meeting, right, at the very beginning of the process, because you want to understand what the customer is trying to accomplish. So when you get out to the property, you want to make sure it's all going to work. And there's so many nuances with this type of transaction. You have to think so many layers deep, and you have to think so far ahead. I think you're the a big part of the great experience the customer uh, has when they come into Stanley Martin Custom Homes. Well, I try, John. I mean, that that I think you you hit it. It's uh, I'm not saying any builder can deliver a quality product, right? Not any builder, right? But m- builders can, right? But it takes a special builder to also focus on the experience, right. Which is a tough element, yep. right? Because you have different individuals in your org. How do you find the common thread? And um, look, face it, the project managers, right? They're not, you know, if they were real people, people, right? Yeah. They'd probably be in sales, right? Right. right. So right. we have to find that blend of we got to have the right PM, right? And he has to know the industry and be good at that. And be he able to also communicate. needs yeah. to be able to communicate, maybe not to the level you and I can, right? But have a to have be able to have a good rapport and we i think we've got a great blend of pms that are able to do that that's been with us for several many many years yeah yeah we do we do that's true very low turnover at the stanley martin custom home organization thanks to you and your poodle yeah (laughs) or puddle (laughs) michael schnitzer here president of stanley martin custom homes Buyers appreciate our focus on energy efficiency and sustainability so that they can lower their utility costs and we can reduce our footprint on the environment. To learn more about our prices and floor plans, visit webuildonyourlot.com. That's webuildonyourlot.com. So there's a, a great introduction to Michael. So one last thing I want to kind of end with is yeah. uh, that folks out there may not realize is you take some pretty interesting vacations. So tell us about one of your vacations oh. that you've enjoyed the most and uh, where did you go? What did you do and what did you love about it? Well, so I would say probably my favorite vacation was when we went to the moon with Neil Armstrong. <laughs> so I don't like to brag about that, but uh, he said, Michael. What should I say when I step on the, 
you know, on the moon, on the right. lunar surface. I don't know. I say some say something about a step and something about mankind. There you go. And I let him take it from there. <laughs> <laughs> so I would never do that, by the way. So yeah. don't don't worry about that. So um, my wife likes to travel. Sure. I like to work. Yep. And I know if I don't uh, if I don't have a happy wife, I'll never have a happy life because well, I work so sure. much. So. Yeah. Um, you know, we go places like, you know, go on safari, right. uh, go to uh, Vietnam, yeah. and, and just, so it's, um, as so long I'm, as I'm not unplugged, right? Yeah. So I still have service because I still have to answer questions and whatnot, right. but um, I would say for me, I mean, there's so many, probably Africa is the number one. So tell us about that trip. And what did you tell us what you did and uh, talk a little bit about uh, your experience on that safari? Yeah. So uh, there's kind of nothing like it. So we went to Kenya and Tanzania mm-hmm. uh, on the Mara, uh, roaming the plains with the wildebeest, uh, right. the Serengeti, uh, watching lions. And it's just, John, it's just, it's, it's literally surreal. Mm-hmm. You really, unless you've done it, it's it's very hard to describe, mm-hmm. but it is an experience you can't get. You know, you could go to Italy, and it's a great. I mean, you know, Florence right. is unbelievable. You can go to Vietnam; it is unbelievable. Right. But it's just something different. Or you know, waking up at four thirty and taking a hot air balloon mm-hmm. over the. Uh, I think we were over the Mara, and then landing and having a picnic lunch, and there's people around you to make sure you don't get attacked yourself. Yeah, and, but, but you yeah, have lions and yeah, tigers I, and it's snakes, just, right? It's just, it is just unbelievable. Wow. So anybody that has the opportunity, they should do it, mm-hmm. is just, it's crazy. Yeah. Crazy cool. Crazy cool. Very good. So I would say that was my uh, number one trip number because one. that was my wife's number one trip. Yeah, good deal. Good <laughs> deal. Yeah. Fantastic. I do remember. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, good yeah, deal. Yeah. All right, well, Michael, listen, thanks for coming in to chat with me uh, today for the uh, podcast. It's been a lot of fun working with you, and I look forward to continuing the journey. Thanks, John. Talk to you All soon. Right. Bye. See you. Bye. Like what you're hearing on the Go With John show? Let us know what you think by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts and share this episode with your friends. To sign up for show updates, head to gowithjohn.com to join our list.